Hello friends, welcome back to my solo road. I am coming to you this week from my parents' basement. How fun. This is where I'm currently hanging out actually. I was in, I believe, Portland, Oregon, the last podcast, which it's been a couple of weeks. I apologize. I was getting my van renovated and I just got very busy. I didn't have my van and I even left, I think, my microphone in my van. And then I had to race from Portland, Oregon to Indianapolis, Indiana, where I currently am. This is where I was born and raised, if you don't know. And that's where this basement is. It's where my parents are. And yeah, so I just had about a week where I needed to get from Portland to Indianapolis. I think it's just over 30 hours of a drive. But I had this snowstorm that was chasing me down. And if you don't follow me on Instagram, then you missed the rant. Not really a rant, but just this, I needed to get it off my chest. I had the highest anxiety day of all time since being on the road in the middle of my drive because I wanted to go to Yellowstone. It's my favorite place in the entire world. And so I wanted to go to Yellowstone and the Grand Tetons. Both of them are in Wyoming. And I was leaving Yellowstone. I spent three days there. And on my way east, after going to the park, I slept in Cody, Wyoming. It was like the nearest Walmart that allows you to spend the night or whatever. And it was kind of, you know, near highways. And so whenever I'm on my way home or like crossing country, I don't camp as much because you have to go, you know, 30 minutes, 45 minutes off of a highway. And then that adds so much time to your total trip. So I try and just do parking lots that are near highways. You get my point. So in Cody, Wyoming, there's a Walmart. You can spend the night there. It's pretty close to Yellowstone. So it took me several hours to get out of the park. And then once I get to Cody, I was like done driving for the day. I wake up in Cody the next morning in this Walmart parking lot and there's about six inches of snow on the ground, which I did not check the radar. I had no idea was coming. And so that morning I was like, okay, I just need to get out of here, especially if it's going to keep snowing. The Walmart parking lot I had been in was plowed. So I kind of assumed that just, which is stupid, but I haven't driven in the snow in so long. And so I just kind of assumed that things had been plowed and was kind of taken care of. But Cody, Wyoming is a very small town. And so I should have thought twice or asked someone like a local, but I get on the highway. There's only two highways that leave Cody, Wyoming. One goes north up into Billings, Montana, which is not the direction that I was going. So I got on the other highway, which will take you southeast, but in the general direction that I was going. And I knew I wanted to go kind of south because it was going to be warmer south, obviously. So I get on this highway and about two miles in to the drive, which is an 89-mile drive, I realized this highway has not been plowed at all. At the beginning, I kind of was just hoping, you know, maybe right after town it wasn't plowed. I was like, okay, maybe, you know, some like on the next exit it had been plowed then on. Well, I quickly realized it has not been plowed at all. And so I'm like watching the road just get worse and worse. And I knew after a few miles, it was not safe to be driving on. So I try and turn around, but there was no pull-offs that had been plowed. There were no exits coming up. There was absolutely nothing. So I had to drive. I just kind of was like, okay, maybe in a couple miles, maybe in a couple miles. And I end up going through these mountains, <laughs> like these up and down windy roads through the mountains. Like on my right hand side, there were like, a, it was like a literal cliff. And I have Ella and Pearl. Both of them are usually just sleeping when I drive. And they're both like panting because I think they knew something was wrong. I'm extremely stressed out. My van is like sliding on the ice here and there. You know, although the snow is fresh, it was also freezing cold. So it was kind of icing up quick. And so I'm just like, okay, 87 miles, 86 miles, 85 miles. I'm just like counting out loud in my head. I'm like talking to myself the whole time. I had lost cell phone service, so I couldn't call anyone and like just have them to talk to. It was like a very alone experience of me just like sliding next to this cliff. There was kind of a railing, so it wasn't horrible. Like I didn't think I could just flip off this cliff at any point, but what I was mostly scared of was either on an incline sliding backwards on the ice or on a decline. I was basically, it was like sledding in my van. Like you just have no control over the vehicle whatsoever. You're just kind of driving. Like I wasn't on the gas. I wasn't on the brake. Your only job is to just steer and hope that you don't hit any ice or anything. It was 
It was terrifying. And there was no one else on the drive. Like, I think I passed four cars the entire time and all four of them were like monster Ford pickup trucks that were clearly four wheel drive. And every single time I would pass the driver because they're going the opposite way, they would just look at me like, "Ooh, honey, why are you out here? And so needless to say, it took hours and it was just so stressful. I jumped out of my van as soon as I finally got to where I was going. We were safe. I had done it somehow. And I jumped out of my van. I was on the phone with my mom and my knees just like buckled because of how like there was so much stress in my body that my legs were just like jello. And I literally fell and just my hands were sore for a couple days because I was like clutching the steering wheel so much. Anyways, long story, but it was the worst, most stressful day ever. Anyway, I am going to be home in Indianapolis roughly until Christmas. So that's about two months from now. But I am going to take there's some state parks in Indiana that I would like to go to and spend a week here and there just so I'm not in my parents house for two entire months. And I like getting back in the van and stuff. Ella does not sleep with me when I'm at the house because I sleep in this basement and she always, no matter where we are, she has to sleep on like the ground level. It's so weird. Anytime we've ever been at a friend's house or when we were in Lake Tahoe, like she always sleeps on the ground level. And so she won't sleep in the basement with me. And I don't like that. So the biggest reason I want to get back in the van is so Ella sleeps in the same bed as me because I like cuddling. And okay, so all of that. And then I'm also going to be going to Chicago soon, which I'm a little nervous for COVID wise because I know it's not great there. And it's just a big city, but I need to wrap up all of my coffee. And so I'm only going to like one or two places while I'm there, but I am going to wrap up everything, see, you know, the packaging and stuff in person, which I haven't been able to do yet. I've seen it kind of like with no coffee in it, the bags, but I haven't actually seen a bag of my coffee with the coffee in it, like finalized the way that you would receive it. Right. And I want to kind of give the green light in person on everything before it goes out. So I'm going to do that soon. And then we can finally launch the coffee that I've been talking about for so long. And I'm extremely excited about it. And obviously, I will keep you updated um, and let you know as soon as it has launched so you can get some coffee. And I'll have kits. So I am also selling mugs in the kit and an AeroPress, but I'm selling the mugs separately as well. So if you want a mug and you don't drink coffee, but you drink tea or hot chocolate or whatever, you can grab a mug. So that's exciting. And on to today's episode. My sister, Casey, she is three years older than me. She is going to be on the podcast today. She's like the polar opposite human being than me. And so I just think it'd be kind of an interesting conversation to see like how we ended up being so different and just kind of hear her perspective on why I've turned out this way and how she turned out that way. And just a fun conversation. You guys can kind of get to know me better through her. And I've always wanted to sit down and have this conversation anyways on the podcast with her. So I will go grab her in just a minute. But first, we will talk a little bit about BetterHelp. If you have not heard of BetterHelp, it's an online counseling platform. They sponsor the podcast every other week, sometimes every week. I don't know. I, I love BetterHelp, so I end up talking about them almost every time I do a podcast. But like I said, it's online counseling, so it's online therapy. That is, I've been using it for my therapy. That's what I use for the last... I don't even know, eight or nine months at this point. I love my therapist. It's very easy, especially during everything that's going on right now. You know, if it's not safe to do therapy in person or if you're a traveler, it's ideal because you can't go to the same therapist in the same place every single week. So this is kind of my way of getting the same therapist, which I think is important, like going to the same person each time because you form this relationship and you get to do that virtually. So you can message them on and off throughout the week. Like I always message my therapist like, hey, I want to make sure that we talk about this on our call this week. And then we can have a video call or a phone call. And it's just an app on your phone, which is nice because you don't have to have uh, Wi-Fi. I can just do it with cell phone service and do it on my phone. So super nice. I love BetterHelp. And if you would like to join uh, 1 million people prioritizing their mental health today, you can go to betterhelp.com slash divine. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P.com slash divine. Use code divine for 10% off your first month. Okay, I'm going to go grab my sister and we will be right back.
Okay, I'm back with my sister, and I didn't mention in this in the intro, which I told you I would, is that we are going to laugh through this entire thing, and so just that's a preface. I don't know. My sister and I have that kind of relationship where it's like when I'm interviewing another van life kind of person, you know what, I, I can maintain the conversation, <laughs> but when I'm looking at my sister <laughs> across from a microphone, like, this is so out of the realm of our relationship, so it's just going to be kind of hilarious, but that's the majority of our relationship anyway, so. Hi. Hi. How are you? Good. Wonderful. Shakisi's a morning person, so it's morning right now. I usually wait until it's like 5 p.m. so I can have a glass of wine or two. Oh, yeah, I usually say... coffee. Yes, I usually say go grab your drink. I forgot to say that, but I hope everyone's drinking something. I have a pumpkin spice latte with almond milk from Starbucks. So, yeah, drink something. And... She's already dying laughing. Okay, so Casey, my sister, you're three and a half years older. Yep. You're the total opposite than me. Give True. us a bit of a rundown of where you're at now in life. Okay, so now in life, I am married. I've been married for four years. We have a three-year-old son named Mason, and I work full-time as a director of an assisted living facility as a nurse, not far from here where we live, not far from our parents. How long have you been with Chad? Eight or nine years now. Oh we gosh. met when we I was 15 and he was 16. And he had this like weird crush on me then. I thought he was super awkward and super annoying. So didn't really think much of it, but kind of just stayed in like social media contact. And then we started dating when I was 20 or 21. Nice. Mm-hmm. And then you guys got married when, how old? Oh, did you just in say that? No, I didn't. In 2016, we got married. I don't remember how old I was at that point in time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm almost 29, so somebody Ooh, else do the math. 30. That's so weird. Thanks. Oh. <laughs> Get off my Okay, we already had to pause this once because Pearl was insisting on laying in Casey's lap. (laughs) Okay, that was honestly kind of funny. She just turned full chihuahua, which she does not typically do. Okay, so you are married with child. You own a house. Yes. So you pay mortgage. Check. You have a fence. You have a dog. You're a nurse. You're very like Midwestern stable life. Exactly. Polar opposite than the life that I have now chosen for myself. Yep. Where do you think... With the same upbringing, same parents, raised in the same house. Why exactly do you think, is it like nature, nurture, something about you being the big sister, me being the little sister? Like, where do you think that happened? Why is that? I think the majority of it is like just genetics. Like we were talking about this earlier this morning. Like, I really think it's just like who you were always meant to be. This is who I was always meant to be. I really don't think a lot of outside experiences or influences had a huge play on where we are in life. Really? Yeah, I really See, don't. I, I always, it, that's interesting, just because I've always had the perspective that, like, because you were an older sister, like, you were always pretty motherly towards me. Like, you've mm-hmm. always been a very, like, boss. Oh, <laughs> girl boss. <laughs> no, yeah, but she's always been pretty bossy. Mm-hmm. Like, you've always wanted, you know what I mean? Like, you're the kind of sister who's, like, put your shoes on. Yes, like, in a mom kind of a way. Yeah. Like, you know what, like, yeah, you just were always taking care of me, even when mom and dad were not around. And so I feel like from a very young age, you got that experience of having that instinct because you have this baby sister that you, I mean, we have stories and, like, photos of you holding me when you're, like, literally three. And you're, like, you know, feeding me and you're doing these things where you you felt that from a young age, whereas Mm -hmm. I never had that instinct, like, ever I never had to take care of anything, whereas you had to take care of somebody from a young age. Do you think that... But I want to preface with saying I didn't have to take care of you. Our parents were, like, around. It was something I was wanting to do. Yeah, but you were... Well, yeah, you weren't caring for a baby as a (laughs) three-year-old. But I mean, like... If I would have had a younger sibling, Mm -hmm. would I have taken on that type of role from a younger age? Do you know what I mean? And then being that way from three years old up, that could have become nature. Yeah, no, it could have, for sure. Yeah. I don't know. I just always thought that was interesting. Like, you think that's it? You think that it was mostly... Yeah, I really do think it was just who you were always meant to be. I really do. Okay, that was another question I was going to ask later. But the way that I acted growing up, like who I've, I was for the first 18 years that I lived at home, was me living in a van surprising? Or like, you know what I mean? What was your thoughts on that? When no, I, told I don't you? think it was surprising. You've always been like, do your own thing, step outside of your comfort zone. I guess like, I'm not going to say wild child, because it wasn't like you were doing these wild, crazy things. But it was like, you weren't doing the normal thing. You weren't wanting to do what everyone else was doing anyway so what was i doing that was so weird i can't think of a specific instance right off the 
nothing I ever did was weird. You said I was a wild child, kind of, and now you can't think of a single thing I ever did that was weird. (laughs) Love that. Cut all of it. (laughs) But it wasn't, I guess, weird. Well, first I moved. Do you think of something? Well, no, but I didn't say that about myself. (laughs) Do you think that about yourself? I always wanted to be different. Yes. I, like, strived to be different. I thought it was cooler to be different than, like... Agreed. That's a great way to say it. Yeah. That's true. And I always found it really annoying, like, in high school, like, the the cheerleader type, which was also my sister. Yeah, I didn't Um, cheer in high school. Yeah, but you did before that. Middle school, barely. (laughs) (laughs) But in high school, I feel like I thought that was, like, the lame thing, which now, I mean, I couldn't care less about that type, like... You know, true, do you, true. if you, especially cheerleaders, kind of kicking ass, honestly. Now I understand cheerleading way better. Right. But in high school, I was like that alternative, like, what was it called? Was it alternative? Not emo. Not emo, but not it was like, alternative, but. But remember, scene? Remember that word, scene? Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, like, that was me, and I was like, ugh, so lame. Yeah. And so, yeah, I, I don't know. That was weird. But anyway, the point is, I think the first thing that you would be thinking of is me going to Chicago. Like, a lot, yeah. of, a lot of people from our hometown tend to go to colleges around Indiana, even if they leave the proximity of Cumberland, which is where we live. They, they all stay in Indiana. Ball State, IU, right. Purdue, everybody's still here, and everybody still, like, comes home a lot like you if if your friends went to college like at one of those places you still saw them a lot right and so I made the decision to go to Chicago I was supposed to originally go to New York and then Mm -hmm. right before I was going to go to New York I got nervous and so that's when I switched to Columbia and I went to Chicago and that was also even the very few people who might have gone out of state nobody went to like a big city agreed like that and so I went to Chicago which was different in of itself. But then I would get on my phone and I see like all my, like even to this day, mm-hmm. I'm kind of like, I still check my phone and I follow a lot of people from high school and most of them are still friends hanging out like 10 minutes from where we're sitting mm-hmm. right now. I think that it has to do too with like, this sounds so stupid maybe, but like the east side of Indy, like everybody always says like east siders stay on the east side. Right. It, it is true. I mean, dad still sees his friends. Right. That my- he grew up with. Right. My dad was born and raised on the east side. And we went to, like, we went to a high school that's really not the, like, quote unquote, best school, like, academically and stuff. It's not in a great area. And we could have gone to a better school, technically. New Pal is what I'm talking about. That was not far at all. Which is where we, me and my husband moved to. We liked it better. We're still really close to mom and dad. However, I like that area better. We all like that area better at this point. Because my dad went to Warren Central, which Mm -hmm. is where we went, my dad was was like, I like the fact that it's a little rougher and you guys will kind of be more involved in sports. Is yeah. huge there. Yeah, sports is like crazy big at the school. And he really just wanted A, that, because mm-hmm. my dad loves sports. So he yeah. really wanted us to be involved in sports. Sorry, dad. Yeah, um, sorry. Did not one of us. <laughs> yeah, not the most. Well, I was decently. You're athletic. athletic. Yeah, I just hated I, sports. Hate, yeah, same. Hate. Yeah. I And for the longest time, I, like, pretended, like, I thought it was the cool thing. Like, dad always watched sports. Like, our poppy liked sports, our grandpa. And uh, so I would always, like, watch sports. But, I, I mean, I literally couldn't tell you the I first thing. I rolled my eyes real hard. <laughs> I don't know the first thing about any sport. Like, baseball, don't know. Football, not sure. Yeah. Basketball, love the players. <laughs> And so, yeah, anyways, he wanted me to go to that high school. I don't remember why we were talking about this. Who? Me and you. Why why were we talking about going to Warren and stuff? Oh, the fact that, like, everybody stays in this area. Yeah, yeah, everybody does. Dad dad went to Warren Central. That's why he wanted us to go there, even knowing that a different school would have been better. But, like, he wanted us to be East Side kids. Probably, yeah, there's probably truth to that for sure. Yeah, and then, anyways... I went to Chicago. It was a bit different. That was kind of the first thing I think I ever did. That was like, oh, she's she's going to be. And I think it was only like you were probably only a year in to being in Chicago when we all knew like she's never coming back to live here. You'll come back to visit. But I knew then like you're never going to be the sister that lives down the street. Right. That's just not a thing. Yeah, no. I, I never even understood how someone would want to be, like, I still don't get why you would want to not just live in Indiana, but, like, my sister has no interest in travel. Mm-hmm. She has no interest in seeing the world. In, in some, most travel. I mean, I would love a beach vacation, but, like, I'm saying, like, right here in the United States. Yeah. Going, you know. What is I it about? I don't need the experience, I think. I mean, right. I can't say that because I don't never had one but i just don't have the desire to just go travel different countries and so what do you think that is is there any level of fear involved of going to sure not maybe not even fear just like i don't want to be uncomfortable i don't want to be outside of what i know what i trust 
what I can understand, what I can get through. Like, I feel like if I'm anywhere in the United States, like I can figure my way out. I can figure my way back to home or wherever I need to be. Right. I don't want to go somewhere else where they don't speak my language, where they don't have the food I like. Like, I'm just totally outside of everything comfortable. Yeah, your cell phone doesn't even work. Yeah, my cell phone doesn't work. I don't know how to call for help. Like, I just don't want to do it. Yeah. And At you would, this point in my life. Yeah, I don't think that that's going to change much. Yeah, it might not. <laughs> yeah, which is just... I never really had the desire to travel internationally, though. Oh, are you cold? My, I'm freezing. I had to turn the furnace off for the sake of the podcast. It was very loud. And we're in the basement. Yeah, which is so. already freezing. But I, it's not that I didn't have the desire to travel internationally. I just never really thought of it as a possibility until I went to my trip to Europe with my friend Emily. She was European. She invited me to Europe to visit her family. And that's when I was like, oh, my God, it became accessible to mm-hmm. me. I was like, oh, wow, you can, you can actually it. get on a plane and go anywhere in the world. Right. And that's when I really realized... Just the fact that it's not like on, it's not just on TV or in movies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I, it just kind of became at my fingertips as long as I could save the money and like do it. Mm-hmm. Okay. And also you work at a senior living facility. Yes. With assisted living, like skilled care, long-term care, rehab. So not everybody we get is like super old, quote unquote. We have people that like post-surgery, their wife, you know, they're in their 50s, their wife can't take care of them after a knee replacement because, you know, she also uses a walker or something like that. They come to our facility as well. But I'm the director of the assisted living unit. So all of my people have their own apartments. Say I just it and manage. say it with pride. <laughs> the director, baby. <laughs> okay, so, but my question is like, what in the world made you ever want to work in this like industry because there's truly I would literally rather almost do anything else (laughs) than working with like these types of I mean because you have to do which I know you have a ton of other things that you do you find you find a lot of it fun and funny yeah just through a Halloween party for all of my assisted living people right that's amazing but you also have to do the like you bathe them yes you help them go to the bathroom yes you do a lot of this kind of stuff which is like not an appealing thing to me I, I mean I would just never not I don't want to do it. So what do you think ever sparked that interest? And like, I mean, because that's, we're talking about you being motherly, a big sister, all of these things. Mm -hmm. And this is like that trait on another level. Agreed. And it was Papa pretty much dying, passing away in his own home. I saw the nurses coming in and out, the, the caregivers coming in and out, taking care of him. And they were like really there for not just him, but like for us. And I think even as a child, I could understand that. Like, I saw them helping mom through what she was going through, helping like our aunts and everybody going through what they were going through. And then I didn't get to witness it because obviously Poppy lived in Florida. But when dad came back, he just mentioned like how amazing the hospice nurses were and how appreciative everybody was of them. And I was like, I think I can do that. I think I can help families through really hard times. Right. And I always knew I wanted to be a nurse. I just didn't know what kind of nurse. And going through nursing school, obviously you experience all these different um, areas of nursing. And this one still just continued to stick out to me. Nothing else really did. I know like every nursing school student wants to be labor and delivery and, you know, deliver babies and all that. And I have no interest in that whatsoever. Yeah. You also were always way closer to our grandparents than I ever was. Yep. I, I never, this sounds so bad and I love my family. I loved my grandparents. A lot of them have passed now, but I love them, but I've never found it like appealing. Like I've never befriended somebody in their 80s. You know what I mean? And like you. I was always friends with. Always. Yeah. From when she was like five. She was like. I to sit at the adult table and talk about adult things. Right. Just know what they were doing. Right. Which I don't know. I just, I think that that's interesting. But I also think doing what I do, it kind of goes to show, goes back to my like not stepping outside of my comfort zone. The first nursing job I ever got was at the facility I'm still at. Five years ago. Oh, nice. So it's like, Did I you, don't want to leave it. Well, now is you're it the because director. I, right, yeah. And I love where I'm at. But is there maybe a little underlying, like, it's too uncomfortable to leave? Probably. Right. Yeah, you're not a fan of discomfort. No. Yeah. Risk averse, as dad said. Yes. Not into the risk taking, which is no. like he said, Casey's very risk averse. And I'm always wanting to roll the dice. <laughs> I'm just like, what else can I get myself Even into? Even then you have to like motion rolling dice. Well, because it's a TikTok thing. You know that one that's a, it's a dance. They dance. And then in the middle of it, you like fake roll dice. No one knows what I'm talking about. It's totally fine. Yeah. I'm always trying to get myself into some kind of trouble, it seems. Yeah. Like, no, for sure. We have a joke in our family. Like when the phone rings and it's Sydney, you're like, oh, shit. What is about to happen? <laughs> Yeah. What is she about to say? Because it's something. 
Yeah, but it's either me cracking up laughing and Ella did something hilarious, or I'm, like, sobbing. See, end of the world. Something yeah. terrible's happened. Yeah. I've shattered my elbow. I've done, like, I fell down a flight of stairs. Hit a hotel with the car. <laughs> yeah, at, like, 11 p.m., which would have been 2 a.m. mom and dad's time. It was great. If you haven't heard that story, go back to, I think, the second or third podcast ever where it says, like, craziest stories on the road. Tell that one in detail. Okay. Another thing is that you've always preferred being in relationships. The reason I'm going over each thing is because everybody listening, you're probably, if unless this is the first podcast you've ever heard of mine, but we're pretty well acquainted with my big traits. Like everybody yeah. knows who I am as a person. Yeah. And I just think it's all interesting that on almost every big level of mm -hmm. life, you are on the complete opposite side of the scale. Agreed. And so I'm just kind of hitting each one just okay. because I, I think it's... It's made, interesting. Yeah. That we're siblings and we are close. Like right. we're close and we're so different. Right. And people assume because they see me traveling, they're like, oh, she probably grew up traveling. No, and that's why. Yeah. We didn't go anywhere but Florida. Yeah. Exactly. We, we went to Florida and we stayed with my grandparents every year, once a year during spring break. And that was the extent of our traveling. Okay. So on the topic of relationships, mm -hmm. you've also always preferred being in relationships. You yeah. like the stability of having the comfort of someone yes, to I text, agree. call, rely on. I, I got rely rely on lithium batteries and now every time I use <laughs> every time I use the phrase rely on I'm always I just picture the lion on rely on batteries um, okay rely on call my sister. yeah hashtag ad yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, so I just can't use that phrase anymore but anyways what have you always found comforting about being in a relationship why don't you like the independence that comes along with uh being single or do you like that independence it just does not outweigh being with a partner <laughs> i don't really know why i want wanted to be in a relationship growing up i honestly i have no idea probably a little bit of it was just wanting to be like an adult right i guess that's yeah true. like uh, that's probably it honestly but this sounds so cliche but like now that i'm with my husband i really don't know why i wanted to be with anybody else so i can't answer that right but you, so you don't, and I, I, it sounds funny, but I mean this seriously, like you don't get bored of, of like, Chad. yeah, no, it's just it's crazy. something new every day, really. I feel like, oh, that's sure, sweet. there's like this, the certain mundane things, you know, dishes, laundry, bills, work, blah, 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 but there, it's just, it's different, exciting. I mean, right. It's exciting to have the same thing every day. It's exciting a little bit to just know, like, I never have to worry. The, that worry, the aspect of, like, relationship, that's gone. So right. that is nice. But I think you only worried because you like being in a relationship. It's like, I'm single and I never worry. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> totally true. I feel very stable because I guess... Even having a husband or being in a relationship, it's like, you have to, in my head, you have to, which a lot of people listening, by the way, are married and in relationships. Yeah. So this is not, there's no negative speak on either end. It's no. just like opinion. But like, I worry about being in a relationship and fighting and have to, having to, what's it called? When you have a uh, compromise. Oh, yeah. Like having to compromise with different things. And I, I just enjoy making my own decisions so much that the idea of having to compromise almost everything. But when you find the right person compromising, won't matter. You'll be like, okay, I, I'll give you this. That's fine. It's fine. I can deal with that. Yeah, maybe. Maybe when I find that person. Yeah. We'll see. I mean, you, you will. It'll be fine. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, I literally wrote on here, you truly don't get bored with Chad. <laughs> <laughs> I think having kids no, also like... Yeah, I was gonna say also, yeah, having Mason for the last three years helps. He's exciting. That's fun. And right. like, we make sure to take the time for us, which is also fun because like, it doesn't happen often. So then when it does, like when we do get to go out, just the two of us or the two of us get to go do something together, it's all that more exciting. Right. And then, okay, so now that you are a mom and a wife and a homeowner and all of the things I've I, ever wanted. Yeah. Everything you've literally ever wanted. Your dreams have come true. As have mine. Side note, I'm happy to. It's important to say for my own sake. <laughs> it's my own mental health I'm worrying about here. Is there anything that you miss about independence? Is there anything that you miss about being single? Is there anything? What? Ever, I wish I did record this podcast on video because we're just, even when it's silent. It's you because, should have. You really should It's have. because we're pulling away trying to not laugh on the microphone. Um, well, it's funny that you what? asked me this. <laughs> you said be loud. It's funny that you asked me this, and this is so, like, on a small level of what I miss, but I just thought about this, like, two nights ago. 
I think, is I miss, like, okay, the other night I came home from the zoo, okay? Took Mason to the zoo. I was starving. I got Taco Bell on the way home. All I wanted was to walk in my house and eat the hot Taco Bell. But I knew I had to go home, get the dog out of the kennel, let him out, feed him, then cook Mason's dinner and make sure he was eating, and then I got to sit down and eat. How come you couldn't eat and then feed them? Because in my mind, in my heart, that was those two were more important. I mean, that is a good person. So right like, there. I miss, I miss going. I would have been just doing what I want to do. I would have been smashing that Taco Bell. I can't no, eat Taco it was Bell anymore. Freezing cold when I ate it, and my order was wrong. So that's like the epitome of motherhood, <laughs> right there. So I just settled for everything. Yeah, that's that's just not a thing I'm interested in. I want the hot food. No, I mean, I could have warmed it up, but, like, Mason was crying on the way home, asking for food. He was so hungry. I knew the dog had been in the kennel while we were at the zoo, so I felt bad for that. So, like, I got home. I took care of the dog, took care of the kid. Then I sat down and ate. Yeah. Love that. Um, so, I, okay, miss, so- that's, I miss little stuff like that, but there's nothing major that I miss. I do not miss the bars. I do not miss going out. I do not miss any of that. Yeah, I mean, even I, I love going to a bar and like sitting at a bar and having a glass of wine, but neither of us have ever been like the clubbing type. No, no, done it a handful of times and I met my quota. Yeah. I don't want to do it. I think I, I could count on one hand the times that I've ever been to like a, a raging place and I hate it. Each time <laughs> Sydney. I would Sydney. sit down, I found the nearest table, I sat down, what? <laughs> you remember my bachelorette party. <laughs> that was one of those fights. <laughs> yeah, that was a rager. You woke up in the middle of the night on the floor of the hotel room soaking wet. <laughs> You've never seen a human being dance harder than what I did that day. <laughs> when we woke up, <laughs> oh. you were laying on the floor, first of all. There were beds wait, everywhere. Wait, wait, wait. I was so soaking wet. <laughs> Casey, Casey thought someone had given me drugs. <laughs> I know. Well, I also thought somebody must have dumped something on her. (laughs) You guys, I literally, first of all, I woke up. I thought I truly was going to die when I woke up. Like it was, there was no hangover that's ever compared to that night. I also was in a relationship at the time and tried to, remember when some guy was walking into the bar and we were walking out and I, what bar? I don't remember which one. Okay. But as he walked in, I saw him and I turned around and I was like, oh, I'm going after him. And then Paige's sister, Alex, grabbed me and she was like, you have a boyfriend. <laughs> anyway, that was one of the one of the five times I've ever. I mean, I went on stage at the we, yeah, club. Yeah, we were all on stage. I had on white jeans, Avi, the bride, and a white <laughs> tank top. And I made everybody else dress in black, I think. No, jeans we were all wearing black. No, we were wearing the same gray bridesmaids tank yeah, tops. Yeah, yeah. Yes, I do remember And that. that's why when I woke up, my gray tank top was black from soaking. You were soaking wet on the floor. It was sweat. It was I, so I went, disgusting. I went hard in the paint that <laughs> <You> night. <did. laughs> yeah, and there were empty beds all around. Yeah, there were empty beds. I mean, multiple hotel rooms, and you chose the floor. Yeah, I mean, I don't chose, think I, 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 think think I fell. Floor <laughs> yeah. I think I fell to the ground and just stayed there. Yeah. Anyways... We don't miss those days. No, the the I, point is, I I truly the next day I'm always like, yeah, wasn't worth it. No, like, it's, it's never worth it. It's literally only fun while you're drunk, and then as yeah. soon as you're not drunk, it's like that's lame. Like now I can have a couple glasses of wine, I feel good, and I'm just kind of, like that's the that's a good time to me. It's mm-hmm. fun, especially being in like a van with Henry and Katie and us just like hanging out and getting kind of drunk around a campfire. That's my ideal. I also just don't even like being in crowded rooms. Same. Like, get me out. Okay, so has there ever been a day in the last few years? that you ever wished that you were doing what I was doing specifically the van first and then secondly business-wise like whether it's social media like do you ever want to get into social media or like pot you know what I mean podcasting just the whole like website the whole realm of what I'm doing but first like have you ever seen me being in an amazing place on one of my best days and thought that you wanted to do it which I really yeah oh my god I would be shocked really yeah I mean one day yeah. Right. If I'm in the middle of stressed out, this is going on, this is going on, I'm in the middle of chaos, because I mean, my life is sometimes chaotic, then yeah, I would be like, God, if I would just be We've- there, that would be so nice not to worry about a thing. Right. We talked about this too before doing the podcast, the fact that like your idea of like your version, if you were to actually do what I'm like travel on the road, your ideal version of that would be like one of those tour bus size RVs. A hundred percent. Tour bus is a great that's a great way of saying it. Yeah. Not even an RV. Straight up tour bus. Right. Like, you want a full kitchen. Yeah, you follow are- uh, Brittany Aldean. I want their tour bus. 
who Jason Aldean's yeah, wife, I'm assuming. Yeah, yeah. She likes Mom. country music, which is arguably the only music I don't listen to. Which dad always sends me like songs to listen to. It's always country music. I'm like, I, I want to like these songs that you're sending me, but send me something else. Right. But anyways, yeah. So you would want like a full functioning shower, toilet. Yes. Would you go camping? In a tent it, or in no, a, a it, tour bus? Take the tour bus yeah. to a campsite. 100%. You'd like being outside? Yes. Okay. Yeah, in a regulated area. Right, like a campground, like a paid campground. Mm-hmm. Which is also the important part of this is that that is an option for people like you or people who do, they want to spend time outside, but a little bit more secure and mm-hmm. safe. And especially if you're bringing a child. Yeah, and I'm not I'm not an outdoorsy person to begin with. I have, I honestly have become more outdoorsy ever since having a son. I mean, he right. loves the dirt. He's a boy yeah. through and through. So, I mean, I do have to force myself to be in the dirt and playing and all that stuff. But with him, obviously, there's motive to why I'm doing it. I wouldn't do it if it weren't for him. Yeah. I wouldn't do outside stuff like that. I mean, my version of what I want to do outside is like sitting on a patio drinking right wine or something <laughs> on the porch of your on the patio of In your my house. own house yes right. I'm oh. a homebody I think that's a topic would you ever <laughs> <laughs> if we want to segue not telling you what to do but yeah you want to talk about being a homebody go for it I am one <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is I'm a homebody too and I've talked about that I like being you just take your home with you yeah like I, exactly and I I don't do like a three day a lot of people who live in vans do these like three day backpacking trips where they leave their van parked somewhere and then they go into the woods and they camp in a tent and stuff like that whereas I want to spend my night in my van watching Netflix doing mm-hmm. exactly what you're doing in your house yeah. I just like doing it in my van so I think I'm equally as much of a homebody I just would prefer doing it elsewhere in a different pl- I like having it's just an ideal scenario for me because I get to be a homebody but then I can open up my doors and I have a different backyard yeah. a different scene every single time I do that you know mm-hmm. Yeah. So I I think I've gotten messages. I've talked about being a homebody before and then I've gotten messages being like, oh my gosh, I'm so happy that you said that because I'm a homebody and therefore I didn't think I could do van life. But like, you know what I mean? No, it makes perfect sense. Yeah. But like, I, I mean, we were raised like on the couch watching Law and Order SVU. Yeah, we had, like, our shows every week. There was Fear Factor. There was Survivor. Like, right. Law and Order SVU. We watched them. The family watched them together. All the time. Right. Like, we were very much raised in the home. Yeah. So, I feel like that's... I mean, we are just... But what's weird is that I don't feel like we were the house. Like, the friend's house. We were not the house. That, like, all the friends came here. Oh, never. We, no, we were not that. Yeah, we always went elsewhere. Yeah. But I think it's because we spent so much time at home with our family that it was like any chance we could go to a yeah. friend's house, it was like, yeah, I just need to get out of here. <laughs> Mom, dad, not going to like that one. Would you ever spend a night in my van? Yes, I would. You'd spend a night in the van? Yeah, one night. Do you pee in the middle of the night? Yeah. Would you be, Would you rather hold it or would you no, go in my God, toilet? Would or not. would you go outside? I can go outside. That's not no problem. That's no problem. I just peed at the canal. Oh, yeah. My Indian. goodness. Yeah. Let's tell that story. Go for it. I did a wine 5K and they had no bathrooms on the entire course. Which, and I had AKA. just drank a bottle of wine. So I had to squat in some bushes next to the canal. In downtown Indianapolis, she's yeah. talking to about. True. It's pretty rough. Paige was with you. Yep. Paige would be another great person just to have on the podcast. She would be phenomenal. Yeah. Paige is my sister's best friend and also... My husband's cousin. Right. That's how I met Chad. It's the epitome of Indiana. Yeah. (laughs) And she lives next door to Chad's parents. Yep. Her parents do. Right. Her parents live next door to Chad's parents. The whole... So they live on this court. Cul-de-sac, yeah. I almost said the name of it and then I was like, probably shouldn't say that publicly. Right. They live on this cul-de-sac and they take up, I think, every house on the cul-de-sac except for one... One or two, yeah. Yeah. And the the, family does. Those are like the outsiders, you know? Like, aside from Mm -hmm. just like this, like, they just all are very close. They are so close. Which I I love that. It just also, I've never wanted to do it. Like, being 10 minutes away from mom and dad seems way too close. Yeah, no. I wish I was closer. (laughs) (laughs) It took me a second to process that. I was like, what? Well, sometimes I'm like, I jump in the car and I'm like, oh my God, we're 15 minutes away. Like, I wish it was five because I want to get there quick. But I are you recording? <laughs> you just, no, podcast is over. <laughs> you looked so like I was stretching. Over. No, but like little, especially having Mason, I could not imagine raising him any further away from Chad's parents. Who also like my husband and I's house is literally like in the middle 
10 minutes one way is his parents, 10 minutes the other way is my parents. And my dad and my husband's mom went to high school together. Wow. Yeah. So they know each other. They all hang out. And so I can't imagine raising Mason further away from that because you have little moments like yesterday. Yesterday, I woke up really early with my son. We drove to get Halloween themed donuts. And instead of going home, we just came here and ate donuts with my mom and sister. Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Mason. We asked Paige essentially what else, we like, what would she want to hear on this type of podcast? And uh, first, we haven't really talked about Mason much, who's Mason kind of like... slash, like, motherhood, I guess. Yes, but, like, about. Mason has been the highlight of our family. Oh, yeah, for a for long sure. time. And then also, like, the core of our... <laughs> <laughs> three years. <laughs> Just his existence. <laughs> okay, but for the last three years, it's been almost nothing but Mason. Agreed. You know yeah, I mean? yeah. Like, he's kind of, like, the the light of the Furbrash family life. Yeah. And then also, like, the core of our relationship, I guess. How... Mm-hmm. The way that we interact with each other, which... We'll get to. We'll get to. Okay, yeah. So, Mason, talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> well, he's three. <laughs> if you haven't heard that yet. Yeah. His birthday was just this week, actually. It was Monday. He turned three. And I threw... <laughs> if you didn't know... One, two, he's and three. three. <laughs> Not two, not four, three. I threw a Halloween birthday party. He loves Halloween, loves Halloween decorations. That's what he always asks to see every time we go to the store right now. Yeah. I want to see Halloween decorations. But his personality is so good. And I think everybody probably thinks that about their kid. But he's seriously hysterical. (laughs) That's with your face. Sydney's like mouthing what I'm saying, like one of those people that try to predict what I'm going to say. Her mouth is moving with mine. So I have to call her out. I didn't anyways, even notice that. Yeah. Anyways, he is so, like, he's so funny. And I mean, he's very strong willed. He's ornery. But again, he's, I mean, he's hysterical. That's what I think of when I think of Mason. He's sweet and hilarious. He's also really smart for his age. Like, he's the, he got, he gets what? <laughs> Everybody says that shit. He's also, yeah. he's also so smart for three. <laughs> no. He knows the times tables. He knows no. periodic <laughs> He can name every state. He's a little Sheldon Cooper. Yeah. No, my point was, which is where I was going with this, is that he's a lot like his father, where yeah. you can point at a certain type of bean and tell him what it is, which... And is- he'll learn it, like, he knows it then. From then on, he knows what that is. Right. Same with, like, I mean, truthfully, he knows all the dinosaurs, every type of dinosaur, what they eat, you know, all of that crazy stuff. But it's because you tell him something one time, and he, he knows it forever. Right, he just, like, retains... And he will call you out if you're wrong. Oh, yes, constantly. Like, he'll, he'll be like, no, mom, it's not. What's that. one of the funnier things that he says... Like, the potty thing, I think, is hilarious. Oh, yeah. He, like, we're we're almost done potty training. He's pretty much, like, 90% good. Like, he only has accidents at night, which I think is pretty normal. But, like, I'll be like, hey, Mason, like, let's try to go potty. And he'll say, no, no, it's pee sleeping right now. <laughs> Poop's not here right now. It's sleeping. <laughs> like, it's always sleeping. Yeah. And, I mean, we didn't tell him to he say that. He said something the other day it. about it sleeping, but it was new. It wasn't just that it was sleeping. He said something different the other day. I don't remember, but it was super funny. I don't know, but the other night I tucked him in, and as soon as I was leaving the door, like, to shut the door, he said, Mom, Mom, I have to ask you a question. I have a question. And I said, okay, Mason, what is your question? And I bend down, and I swear to God, so unprompted, did not watch this movie that day or anything, but he just looks at me and goes, do you want to build a snowman? (laughs) (laughs) I just started dying laughing. (laughs) Yeah, he is honestly hilarious. It's just fun having... The last kid in my family was me. So we haven't had, like, a... What? Yeah. We haven't had, like, a baby or, like, a kid... No. ...to laugh at and just, like, be silly and goofy. Like, I, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, And I've never had that experience, obviously, <laughs> right, having right. been the last one. Right. Okay, so that's Mason in a Nutshell. Yep. Closing chapter, moving forward. <laughs> All right. Um, the... Like, the premise, this was another thing Paige was talking about, but, like, the premise of our relationship and just how quickly, like, as sisters, we've always gotten along so well. Don't make that face. We obviously fight and stuff. We get along so well and we fight so hard. Like, it's the extreme on both levels. Right. But... Our fights have never lasted longer than, like, a few hours. Oh, yeah. that No, that I agree. But it'll be, like... And it can drop in a second. Like, it can change real quick. We could be having a great time. We're laughing. We're driving to Target. Starbucks in hand. And then one of us says something sideways. And, and then, the other person is like, oh, okay, well, you're a stupid bitch. And it's over. It's silent for well, 20 the, minutes. The car gets turned around and we go home. She drops me off because usually she's driving. Yeah. And this it's over. And then... Two hours go by and I text her like, hey, watch this video. It's hilarious. Right. And then it's done. 
Yeah. Damn, I was going to say something. But I think it's been like that forever, honestly. Oh, 100%. Like, it didn't change, like, when you moved or anything like yeah, that. Yeah, there, was, there was one time where she told me, which I still stand behind it, it hurt my feelings, but this was recently, a couple years ago. We were having a garage sale. Do you know what story I'm about to tell? No. We were having a garage sale. What's in the Midwest is... Very common, having garage sales. Mm-hmm. And we were about to go outside in the garage where my parents were, probably talking to people or whatever. And my I reached my arms up. And I've now, I think I'd been in the van for like a year. I was one year into what's now three mm-hmm. years. And I reached my arms up to fix my hair or do something. And my sister was like, eh, when are you going to shave your armpits? Because I hadn't shaved in like, f- I don't know, three or four days. It's not mm-hmm. like I go weeks on it, right. which by the way, I also fully support. If you don't ever want to shave your armpits, then don't shave them. However. Well, yeah, everyone sh- can do what they want. Right. But you just called me out for that. And I immediately like, we are, li- we're laughing. Everyone is great. We're having like a family morning. It's a garage sale growing up. We love doing these. It's once a year. Uh, we have Pop-Tarts. It's just the best. <laughs> That's how I associate all mornings, like, growing up with Pop-Tarts. Chocolate fudge. Get with it. <laughs> get with it or get out. And when she said that, when she made a comment about my armpits, I literally started <laughs> sobbing because I was so hurt and so offended that she would call me out on something that she just... I, I felt and like... And the way I look at it is not at all like I'm trying to make her cry like I'm not I was just more like I thought for sure she'd be like oh my god I know like let me go put on a t-shirt or shave my armpits because I feel like she could call (laughs) Pearl's hacking she I feel like she could call me out for something just as easily and I would be like oh I know yeah but you get mad about stuff too like that you were wearing a shirt about motherhood not that long ago and I was like I was like oh my gosh I feel like all your clothes are about being a mom And and it's the facts yeah but you got pissed I don't remember being legit pissed, but... Well, I'm just saying, I this mean, is the type of fighting that we have in our right, relationship. Right, right, right. And then we had do podcasts like this and we're dying laughing. But yeah. who knows? By the end of today, we might hate each other. It's, it's, it's a huge possibility. <laughs> okay. Do you ever get nervous for me? Like, do you ever lay down at night and think, like, I hope she's alive? Or no. you have too much going on in your life already? I mean, to be totally honest, I it's not like I lay down and think about, oh my God, I hope she's okay. I really don't ever think that. Yeah. I mean, of course, I hope you're okay, but it's not taking up my mind as it is mom and dad, but I think that's because they're your mom and dad. Right. I'm more like, is she going to make it home for Mason's birthday party or not? Right. Like, I want to know. Right. And that's like, my dad has lost a tremendous amount of sleep simply because, like, he sleeps better when I am, am home because he knows where I am. He knows I'm safe. Yeah. And when I'm on the road, he, I mean, he'll text me at 6 a.m. and be like, okay, you're fine, right? Because I had a weird feeling last night. And, I mean, at one point, I was in the Alabama Hills. I don't know if I've ever talked about this on the podcast, but I was in the oh, Alabama really? Hills. I don't remember. And I was gone for like 12. Actually, I might have talked about it on the last one for the first time. But I was gone for like 18 hours, maybe like it was not a full 24 hours. And by the time I didn't have service for that time. And then when I left, I got service. And I had like dozens of missed calls, missed text messages, all of this stuff. They had police rangers searching for me through the Alabama Hills because like my dad just had this feeling that I had lost service and something had happened because he thought I was going to have service. Mm-hmm. And so the fact that I wasn't responding and I didn't have service, he was like, oh no, de- like this is the time where she got taken. Yeah. Which has just got to be a nightmare for a parent. Well, yeah. I mean, dad was packing a bag. Yeah. My dad had a bag, like a bag packed and was looking at the next flights Mm -hmm. and when he was going to fly to California so he could like help look for me. And I was just chilling by campfire. (laughs) like (laughs) Living your best life. Yeah. Just thankful I didn't have cell phone service for a night. Right. So that was all bad. But anyways, yeah, I guess... I just like talking to my family members because it's a different perspective. It's not just people being on the road, but it's the people in someone's life who is on the road. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. And like how you feel about that. And-, and I mean, I guess we should say too, like with Mason, I think we do a decent job of FaceTiming you because he is at a young age. Right. Like it's not like you walked in after being gone for 10 months and he had no clue who you were. He knows who you are. He right. knows the dogs. Like we FaceTime you, we talk. But sure, I'm sure you do miss missing out on things like i'm sure you're you're like i wish i was there for stuff like this or i wish right i mean little stuff like that i always say like when i'm asked what the worst part about van life is i mean i there's two answers i talk about which is like the fact that everything i own and love and have belonging wise is in the van and if i crash it's It's over goodbye to everything but the other thing i always talk about is the fact that like when you do have such a close family and they do Mm -hmm. all live within 10 or 15 minutes 
you know, to each other and I'm 30 hours away, 30 plus hours away, there's an, it's an indefinite feeling of missing out. Yeah. Like I miss out on everything. When I left last time, Mason had, could speak a handful of words. He could talk, but it wasn't fluent. Like he Mm -hmm. couldn't just like talk. And now I come here and he is like literally running around. He's not just like walking. He's literally sprinting around. It's easier for him to walk than to be carried, which was not the case when I left. And so it's like, I still want to go pick him up and carry him everywhere because I'm so used to it. But he's like three and like huge. Yeah. And he'll say things and I'm just, I'm like, what are you, 30 years old? Yeah. And when I left, he was hardly two years old. And it's like, it's just crazy. And this was the first birthday party you've ever been to. Well, I was there for his birth. Right, but you didn't come, like, you weren't there for the first birthday or the second one. Right. So it was like you made it home for the third. Right. And so, yeah, it just, it definitely sucks being the family member who is not in in yeah like there's a lot of my friends who have family scattered all around the country and so because their families are not celebrating those things all together Mm -hmm. they don't feel that left out of it because it's like yeah i just called my sister told her happy birthday but it's like when i get a facetime on my sister's birthday or my nephew's birthday it's my parents my sister their my entire her entire my in-laws her in-laws we all do everything together my in-laws and my parents we pretty much do all the big stuff together which is freaking amazing right like even doing the wine 5k i got i got photos afterwards of Paige, casey my mom and my sister's mother-in-law all doing this wine 5k together they're all like drinking together and i'm like in my van by myself trying to just like work on my laptop and whatnot and it's just kind of like this indefinite feeling of missing out and always feeling slightly guilty for choosing this life over my family Mm -hmm. which everybody in my family they're all adults so they get why i'm doing this but it still feels like oh like i almost didn't make it home for mason's birthday Mm -hmm. i got there the day of his birthday and so it was just you know had I missed out on that, I just would have felt so bad. And I'd already missed my parents' anniversary like three days before this. Felt bad about that. And so, yeah, nobody wants to be that family member. But then I also have to prioritize my own happiness and yeah, my, own, sure. my own life. And like van life is worth it to me. And so, yeah. Okay, I think that's everything. What's really weird, this is so yeah. random again, is that like the very middle of August, we noticed a leak coming from our refrigerator in, in our house. And we pulled the refrigerator out and there was black mold all over the wall. And we had porcelain tile laid in the kitchen and entryway yeah. of our house. And we had to pop it all up and all of the subfloors, all of everything was covered in black mold. And I had to replace all of it. And then here, two months later. I have black mold yep. in my van. Yep. Yep. Love that for us. How yeah. cute. Twins. I got a new house. <laughs> you yeah. got a new van. Yeah. I mean, kind of. Yeah. Same kind of. Same, same. Same house, but very different. But that's pretty much everything. I'll have Mark on here soon. I'll sprinkle in some van life. And then my sister will be back on the podcast in a couple of weeks with Paige. And how did you feel about this? Do you feel good? You yeah, like it? it was way easier than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, people always think this is a high production situation. We're sitting on the floor in a basement. <laughs> well, I had mom and dad's to, like, I listened to theirs. And it was seemed really serious and, like, there was tears and there was all kinds of stuff. Oh my gosh. I was like, I was not in the mood to say just be like that. <laughs> well, no. So I'm really happy that this went this way. I did not want to bring up like, you know. Well, we didn't even, I did not anticipate that. I was just trying to like poke and prod kind of the their relationship because that's what that episode was on. And my mom just started crying and I was like, whoa. Yeah. This, I'm this just got good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, love you all so much. Talk to you soon. Bye. <laughs>